Good morning, good afternoon, good night, whenever you're listening. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to my podcast and allowing me to rant in your ear for a few. As I stated before in earlier episodes, we're going to try to get a little bit more organized, even though this is late and disorganized. Uh, We're going to have a few segments. I'm going to try to touch on relationships, um, something in the middle, just some some observations and at the end we're going to let you uh relax with a nice funny story from our life that we can all love and uh well, i love me so <laughs> i hope you love me too all right but as i always say if you get me you get me you with me let's go Good afternoon, good morning, good night, whenever you're listening. Uh, This is our relationship segment where we uh, speak on all things relationships, all things love. We see if we can't hash out some discrepancies between some individuals out there or even myself, shit. You know? But um, this one is, is basically speaking on being able to show empathy. And empathy is a, a thing that a lot of us think that we have. A lot of us think that we can dish out and, you know, just maneuver with that through our relationship. But oftentimes, there are things that the individual can do that we don't have any empathy for because we look at the situation and the individual thinking that, well, they should know better. Let me um, speak on someone that I knew. And this individual was a very smart person. And she had this annoying habit of finishing your sentences without even knowing what the fuck you're talking about. Like, it was so annoying because it it leads the person who's having the conversation with her into thinking, you don't really give a fuck what I'm saying. It's, you're just waiting for me to shut up so you can keep talking because you must love the sound of your own voice. So, this went on for a while and I'm dealing with this person and it became such a frustrating part of our relationship that I was thinking about, you know, that I can't deal with this person. Like everything else is fine, but you cannot have a conversation with this individual. And I'm not with being around somebody or being with someone who who basically just exists. Like I need to talk to you. I, I need for us to be able to relate. So I'm talking to this another person about an older individual. And they said, have you ever stopped to consider that this is a coping mechanism? I'm like, how the fuck is this a coping mechanism? And they broke it down for me. They said that this individual more than likely doesn't know how to bond with 
people doesn't really know what it's like to have a conversation where two individuals are talking and it's a bonding experience. She said, this individual more than likely is trying to play a character and the character that they're playing believes that a conversation that you're having is where both individuals get each other. So the attempt at completing your sentences is an attempt to let you know that they get you. I said, shit. I never even thought of that. I never looked at this person as that vulnerable an individual that they cared so much about the connection and felt so inadequate in their ability to do so that they would create such a bonding uh, coping mechanism for bonding. With that in my mind, I was able to, for the first time, really have empathy for this person. Instead of looking at it like it was an annoyance, I was able to see the hurt that they must have went through in the past, that this is the result of that. So after that point, when I was speaking with them, it no longer bothered me. The empathy just took over. I didn't even have to think about it. So when I would say something and they would shake their head, "Mm -hmm, know what you mean? Yeah, Jeff down the street. And she has absolutely no fucking idea who Jeff is down the street. She only knows Jeff because I said his name and she only knows down the street because she knows where that's where the fuck I was. (laughs) But instead of me looking at that and feeling antagonized, I was able to feel for her. The ability to feel for her created a deeper bond on my end, even if she wasn't able to establish that same bond within herself. So oftentimes, we'll be in a relationship with someone and think we're showing empathy, but we really aren't. So next time you get in an argument with your girl or uh, women, if you get in an argument with your man, ask yourself if this is coming from a vulnerable individual. Ask yourself why they do what they do. And don't assume that you know why. kind of a flip there ask yourself why but don't assume that you know if you can look at it realistically and know that everyone's human and everyone has a past and everyone has flaws oftentimes you can get over what's bothering you especially if what's bothering you isn't something that's hurting you And we're going to leave it at that.
Now let's talk about me being late. <laughs> I when I grew up, growing up, I I was hood man. Like we didn't when we drank. It was forties. It was still reserved. It was old English. So when I was growing up, it was never uh, the type of drinks you would get at the club. It was never the type of drinks you get at the restaurant. We didn't go to the restaurant. We went to the kickback. We didn't uh, go to the club. We went to somebody's spot. And when we went there, only drinks that was revolving around was the 40s. So recently, my sister came down from Baltimore. And she went to bartending school. So we sitting down having a nice brunch, which is something that I can do now because I'm sophisticated. I, I go to brunches. <laughs> I, know, I know that might not be fascinating to y'all, but that's fascinating to me because I never figured myself to be a brunch person. But we sitting there and we have a, we're drinking something called mimosas. And I'm like, man, this, this tastes good. And my sister's uh, kicking the knowledge of how she was a bartender and how she mixed drinks and I, I always wanted a um, well last time I went to a restaurant they had a Long Island iced tea now to my surprise there is no iced tea in a Long Island iced tea I'm sorry I'm late I didn't know <laughs> but she broke it down that it was actually Coca-Cola and she broke down how she the, the drink is normally mixed and everything like that. And I'm like, wow. You mix a drink. <laughs> I'm late. I'm sorry. So I got all excited. I said, man, as soon as we leave this brunch, I'm going to the ABC store. I'm buying all that goes to that. And I'm going to mix myself a drink. So I drop her off at home. I go to the liquor store. I get all of the, all of the uh, ingredients, and I'm sitting there, and uh, I pull up Google because who I don't know. I mean, I don't remember what she told me, man. I got a bad memory, <laughs> so I pull up Google, and I'm trying to mix the drink. I put it all together, and it tastes horrible. And my thought at that initial moment, like people don't give bartenders enough credit. If you go out there. And you're a bartender, I fucking salute you. Because if I can go out and I can get a nice drink at the bar, a nice drink at the restaurant, and barely taste the liquor, you did a hell of a job. Because I tasted every bit of that vodka. (laughs) So uh, right now... I am sitting down. I'm sipping straight vodka because fuck it. <laughs> and that's uh, that's me being late. That's uh, me speaking on things. I'm not perfect. If, if you found that funny, uh, you know, I, I'm happy I was able to put a smile on your face with my uh, inadequacies. But like I said, if you're out there, you're a bartender, or if you're at home and you throw parties and you make drinks for your friends, I salute you. Because it ain't easy.
right, so this is my uh, story segment, storytelling segment. I'm going to try to add one of these every episode, one of the funny stories from my life. In the uh, previous episode, I explained my uh, my first car. And in this episode, I'm going to explain the story of my first apartment. <laughs> so my very first apartment, the way that I got it, once again, was through a friend from work. My friend was named Dean. And when I met Dean, he was a pretty inconspicuous fella. Like, there wasn't nothing about him that would have explained what I found out later. What I found out later was that his uh, his mother was loaded, like his, his family was loaded, but you would not have known it with Dean because he didn't come across, dress, act like he came from money. You know, he pretty much seemed like he came from the hood like me. So um, one day while I'm working with Dean, I'm just talking about I'm, I'm around 19 years old around this time. I'm talking about how I'm, I'm going to eventually look for an apartment. He's like, ah, I can get you an apartment. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here. You can't get me an apartment. He's like, oh, no, my mother, she owns an apartment complex. And I'm like, you full of shit. So we take this long drive out to the sticks where his parent lives at. And the whole time I'm thinking, like, this motherfucker, like, how long are you going to let this lie go? But I'm going to ride to see how long it's gonna go. So we get out to this area way out out there in the country and we pull up to this house and the house has these big ass black gates with the letter P at the gate and he puts in the code, gates open, we go all the way to the house and the house is like a football field away from the street but it's a big ass house. So we get in the house and he just opens the door and walks in. I'm like, I fucking hope <laughs> this motherfucker is a bullshit. So he walks in the house and he's like, mama. And she's in the kitchen. They had just came from KFC and they're, and they're eating chicken. So he walks in there, he grabs a drummit. And he's eating the drummit. And while he's eating, he's like, mama, I need you to get my friend an apartment. And I'm like, whoa, he, he's for real. <laughs> so she looks at him and she looks at me and she's like, okay. And I'm just like, the fucking people I meet, man. <laughs> and she's like, so what you working with? And I'm like, I don't, I don't make shit. So I, I'm just, I, I'm, I'm right now I'm in, in the mood. Like, let me just say something, get the nod, and get the fuck out of here. So I said, you know, the best I can do per month is probably like two fifty. She's like, I bet. And I'm just like, shit, is that easy? <laughs> so he grabs. This is how like low budget all of this was. He grabs uh, the receipt from the KFC. And he writes up the contract on the receipt. Has me sign it, has his mother sign it, hands me the receipt, say, you got yourself an apartment. And I'm like, well, so we we finish up there, we leave, it's the end of the day. I go back, because I, I, I'm still in disbelief that this is actually happening. So I go by the apartment complex and he's out there because he lives out there. He he got the department. It's right next door to where he's going to live with his girl. So he's like, 
I still got to evict the uh, the previous tenant. So, you know, come back in a couple of hours with all your stuff and we move you in. They're going to be gone by the time you get back. So I'm like, I bet. So I go home. I pack everything up in my um, pickup that I talked about in the other story. So I get all my stuff, pack it up in the pickup. Come back around there, it's about like 7 p.m. Just about, it's getting dark. It's, a, it's that time where the sun's like orange. I mean, the, the, the sky's like orange and pink and, you know, the sun's going down. So he's like, oh, you came early. I was like, I thought you said, you know, come later. So I'm like, I came. So he goes to the apartment and he just bangs on the door. Time's up, motherfucker. I'm like, <laughs> you really going to do this right here while I'm here? He opens the door and there's some sickly dude standing there. And he just goes, he just boom rushes into the apartment and I just hear a whole bunch of glass breaking. Come to find out, this is his brother. His brother's a drug addict. And for some reason, he collects like old beer bottles. So he's just tossing everything around, fucking up the house. And I'm just outside looking at this shit, thinking like the fucking people I meet. <laughs> so eventually he gets, he, he sweeps all of this shit out of the house, throws everything in the yard. And his brother's on the ground, on his knees crying, holding the beer bottles like they were his baby. And he walks up to me, he's like, it's all yours. <laughs> so this is like, I'm 19, I don't give a fuck about what's going on with his brother. I'm tired, I'm ready to get all my shit in the house. So I just walk past his brother, go all my shit, set everything up in the house. I fall, I, I get in the house, get everything situated. Gotta go to work the next day, so I, I basically fall asleep. And I don't know why these shits happen early in the morning with me, but I get uh, probably around two o'clock in the morning, I get a knock at the door. And I'm still like, I'm not even awake. I don't even know how I got to the door, but I, I get to the door and there's some chicks standing there. And she's looking at me, I'm looking at her. And for some reason, I backed away from the door to let her in. So she walks in and I think we just looked at each other for a full minute before I woke up and like, what the, why the fuck are you in here? What do you want? <laughs> and she mentioned she's looking for his brother. I'm like, oh no, that nigga ain't here. Dean kicked him out. And she just leaves and I'm just thinking like, okay. <laughs> so I go back to bed. And then now it's like three o'clock in the morning and it's raining outside and I hear like this loud bang. Hop out the bed and I go in the living room and ain't shit there. So I'm like, okay. Alright, maybe I was maybe that was in my dream, I don't know. I go back to sleep. I'm waking up, woken up out my sleep again with a loud bang. Go back in the living room. I walk all through the apartment. I don't see nothing. I'm like, what the fuck is that noise? So now I'm like, I'm not going back to sleep. I go back. I go grab a, a metal bat. And I just I slide down the wall in the living room. And I just sit there. I fall asleep. I don't hear the bang again. It's like, yeah, that motherfucker. <laughs> I was going to fuck somebody up. But or whatever. 
So a couple of uh, days go by. It starts raining again. And I'm, I'm half asleep. I hit a loud bang. I'm like, not to fucking night. So I go in there. I said, this time I'm not falling asleep. So I'm sitting on like a, a, a milk crate with the back. Like, I'm going to fuck whoever's doing this shit. I'm going to fuck them up. <laughs> like, you're not going to wake me up. And I'm, I'm dozing off. I hear bang. I'm like, yeah, I got you now, motherfucker. I look. This whole time, it's been like some kind of styrofoam and a broken window that's been smacking the window and because there's no furniture in there it's like reverberating through the whole apartment and that's been a bang I've been stressing myself out not because someone's trying to break in just because I live in a shitty apartment so that gets dealt with and I've been in this apartment for about two weeks now and I didn't know shit about having an apartment. I mean, I got electricity. I got water. I got all that stuff turned on. So I go to Dean. I'm like, uh, why is the water always cold? He's like, man, you didn't pay the gas company. <laughs> I was like, I got to pay for gas too. I'm paying for life. He's like, yeah, you got to pay the gas company. It's like this shit. It just goes to the, 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 the shit that you learned growing up. It was just, the craziest thing uh, about that story is I go to Baltimore for a couple of weeks off of vacation from work. I come home and Dean's girlfriend is outside and Dean is like, and his girlfriend's like, Dean said you didn't pay the rent before you left. I said, I paid the rent before I left. It's 250. Why would I duck 250? Good thing that Dean just happens to be pulling into the yard. I go to Dean. I'm like, why are you telling your girl that I didn't pay the rent? And despite the all the shit that happened, the type of person Dean is, Dean looks at his girl and said, I'm sorry. <laughs> she said, you back on that shit again, ain't you? <laughs> Needless to say, to say I just, I, I, I left all my shit there. And went back to live with my grandmother. <laughs> I tried again. I mean, I eventually got my shit straight. I, I matured, grew up a little bit. My my very next apartment was a dope apartment. So it all it all ended well. But that's the great thing about life. You just go through so much little things in, in the moment. It just seems so stressful. But when you look back on it, it's always hilarious. And it's always a learning experience. I hope that... Um, Whatever you go through in life, you're able to get through it, look back at it, know it's hilarious, and say that I found another way. Bye. Good night. Get out of my house.